1: 2020 bringing a biblical perspective on life culture and current events weekdays on ucb's vision radio network find out more at vision.org.au
0: we're aboard the ywam medical ship amari the ship that uh, uh, ywam hope will replace their current vessel the pacific link which is due to be retired next year it's on a fundraising trip uh, down the east coast of australia it's in brisbane this weekend it's heading its way on uh, down through Coffs Harbour and Newcastle and ending up uh, in October down in Sydney. So uh, plenty of chances if you live on the East Coast to go and have a look. Uh, now, uh, finally, in my little trip after meeting Hannah and Jennifer. Hannah Pierce showed me around the Amari itself. It feels like a very modern ship and certainly has more space on it than many vehicles I've been on. Um, You might remember the Operation Mobilisation ship, the Dulos, which toured Australia a few years back on its last journey. Now, if you went aboard that, you'll remember that it seemed very cramped and dingy and that the cabins were tiny and the corridors were tiny air and lots of staircases up and down. The Amari is it's still compact, but it feels much more spacious than that. So Hannah started our tour in one of the crew cabins.
1: They are quite an upgrade for us. Yeah. Our current vessel up in Papua New Guinea uh, is not uncommon to have 10 to 4 people in one room and uh, 50 people sharing 6 toilets. Now we have 1 toilet per cabin. Uh, wow. So it is it's amazing but what it means is we can have families on board and we can have people who potentially like myself who would want to be in this long term
0: yeah Uh, so we want to
1: make it more livable and sustainable so we can have long-term guys on board
0: yeah so it actually feels it feels like you've got somewhere to call your own it really
1: does and it makes a big difference when you're involved in any of this kind of work you need a place to come back and recharge because you're giving out so much during the day and this yeah. will allow us to do
0: that you don't have to do I, I went on one mission ship where uh, they had to do hot bedding so uh, <laughs> yeah the, the night shift and the day shift swapped over in the same bed no we got our <laughs>
1: own bed which is very <laughs> nice okay so, yeah. <laughs> all right
0: so
1: it's quite a few levels of the ship
0: what was the ship originally
1: Uh ship was originally a cruise ship in the Whitsundays actually um, all right. so this is our bridge we're, our shi- uh, we're our, also known as a warehouse where the captain drives the ship, so to speak, or captains the ship. Um, there's a lot of stuff going up here. We have radars, uh, depth sounders, GPSs. But currently where we've been working, we have charts, but we've actually had to make a lot of our own charts. Really? Yeah, because where we go is just so isolated, so remote. The charts don't exist. So we have particular... Um, Equipment that goes out on these small boats—it just heads out and gets lots of soundings and readings, and then we have to put those on like pictures and Google Earth. and It's a, Sometimes I think our captains are more like physicians or <laughs> scientists, is the way they have to <laughs> work it, it all out. It does
0: actually look like the bridge of the Enterprise. It has to be said. It, it, it's uh, yeah. if we thought the uh, if we thought the the yellow suitcase was high tech, this looks really high tech. It
1: is. I think you. Yeah. I'm. I think. I'm learning more and more and more that captains are incredibly technical people.
0: I'm very disappointed Um, there isn't one of those big, the big wheels like like we have in
1: (laughs) in the movies. We just have a little wheel, and most of the time it's probably on autopilot, and then they just take it off autopilot during like a windy port or when we're picking up anchor or dropping anchor or coming into port or. Coming into a river, something like that. But often um, for the big open ocean sails, it's on autopilot. But you have two people up here at least at all times. Yeah. Um, while we're sailing, um, one person sailing and one watchman on the whole time. And then from here, they'll talk to the guys down in the engine room as well.
0: Yeah. Do they have that thing that goes ding 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 ding? ding? Or is that <laughs> only in the movies? As I well? think
1: that might be only the movies, <laughs> not this one. You're
0: morning, so many Yeah, like I know.
1: The movies, the movies ruin it for all of us. Th-
0: the interesting thing about about the whole vessel is that everyone here has to be a professional. It's, it's not like yeah. you're, you're, you're just do good it's you, You're actually people who are professional at what you do. No,
1: doing. you need a captain. You can't wing it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so our captains are real <laughs> and they're qualified. So, yeah, we have a, obviously a lot of our medical professionals obviously are also professional registered within their country and we registered them within Papua New Guinea as well and our um, marine crew are also qualified but we do have spaces on board uh, for non-professional volunteers uh, so if they're not necessarily a medical marine but they want to like jump in the galley or assist in the clinics registering patients, something like that we have space but we definitely have key positions that have to be done by professionals. Okay. So we're going to get to, to the, the sun deck now. The sun deck is the top of the ship and it's actually where we're going to put a helicopter pad. Oh, I know! Now you're
0: talking! <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that would mean you wouldn't have to use the little inflatables and so to, on to, to get mm-hmm. around.
1: Well we'll do both. The helicopter pad will be for emergencies uh, because the, the reality is we're going to come across some things that we just won't be able to help with. Um, and then this space up here potentially is where we would also, we want to set out like a classroom on board so we can have further training. Uh, so we've got a big space up here as you can see, plenty of space for a helicopter pad as well as training facilities. Yeah,
0: do you ever get tired of being being out at sea and, and go to this places? It's
1: really nice, I like it. one of my favourite things is to arrive at a place at night time and then just in the morning to wake up and see where you are.
0: Yeah.
1: It's pretty, yeah, I mean there's moments obviously where you wish you can be on land and in the midst of a 48 hour sail and you've been vomiting quite a few times you're very grateful to get back on land but I really I mean I love it it's my life and my job and I enjoy it
0: okay so we've we've come down onto the, the next deck down we're yeah. still outside but there's um, there's a chair there
1: yeah this is our solar powered dental chair it can actually be folded up into a backpack so we uh, we take this out to the communities in Papua New Guinea so we can set up on land as well as up, up on the clinic. And then we've been actually able to equip a few oral health care workers. who are currently already, already, already doing dentistry in the middle of nowhere. Um, like this one guy, Jack, he paddled for 30 hours by dugout canoe and then he spent the next two weeks with us learning and um, you know we thought, you know, that shows really good initiative. So we were able to equip him with a dental chair and he was already doing dentistry out of the middle of nowhere, but to be able to take it to the next level is pretty big for him and good for us because we want to, as we said, do ourselves out of a job.
0: Well, What would have happened before they had stuff like that? They just wouldn't have done dentistry.
1: Well, he was doing dentistry, but he had like two tools and um, he didn't have a chair, so sometimes they would kind of like stand awkwardly or they will sit on like a plastic chair that was kind of breaking. So um, it just is not very safe. Uh, so we want to equip these guys with more skills, but also the ability to do it a whole lot safer than they're currently doing it. Cool. Cool.
0: So we, we've come back in inside now. This is quite a noisy room. So, so what's this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is our, gonna be actually where the clinic is gonna be. So we uh, as I said going around the East Coast doing a fundraising promotional tour And then we'll do the refit in this current vessel next year sometime uh, So where you are we're planning to push out this back wall take it pretty much to the end of the ship sorry the swimming pool there is gonna go which we're all very sad about um but that's all right we'll get over that eventually um and then we'll set up a place to do general surgery and dentistry and a laboratory on board So that's what this space will be this and more
0: and so, so that will enable you to do much more in terms of uh, surgical procedures and, yeah. and, and stuff that normally wouldn't be uh, possible.
1: Absolutely. At the moment, as far as surgical procedures, all we do is eye surgery, ophthalmology, but this will open up the door for us to do a whole lot of general surgery. And then on top of this ship, uh, we'll also have uh, these small outreach tenders. So they'll be uh, built with a mobile dental chair like we saw earlier, a little vaccine fridge, and they'll be equipped to go out to the village for uh, like a couple of nights with a
0: it's quite a thing to, to coordinate, I imagine, to, to actually, to actually someone someone somewhere has to have the vision for what we can do with this.
1: Yes, it is a logistical nightmare at times, um, like earlier today, I'm trying to coordinate our outreaches that are currently happening up in Papua New Guinea, so I'm on the phone with different healthcare workers up in Papua New Guinea, on the phone with different volunteers, and, and then there's a lot you just have to decide once you get on the ground as well, because people don't have cell phones or cell phone yeah, service of
0: course, yeah. so
1: yeah it is it is logistically very interesting
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it when people say interesting <laughs> yeah interesting everyone knows interesting means something different
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah. I oh, still so at the, the gangway and this is mm-hmm. where I get off but hopefully you're hoping a, a lot more people get on over the next few weeks
1: yeah we are here till Monday and uh, so we're at MacArthur Avenue Eagle Farm 217 and people can come on for tours between 10 to 4. Uh, and then we travel down. So next for us is Gold Coast, Ballina, Coffs Harbour, Newcastle, Sydney. Okay. So, so
0: you, you get yeah. all the way down the, down the East Coast.
1: Yeah, just on our website, ywimships.org, we'll have the dates of where we're going and whereabouts. So yeah, I'd love to have people come along.
0: See what you do and volunteer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. More volunteers, the better. I'd love to see Australia represented on board the ship up in Papua New Guinea that would be great
0: and that's Hannah Peart from YWAM and uh, if you'd like to go board the ship as I mentioned if you're in Brisbane you can go this weekend it's berthed at the docks at MacArthur Avenue Central in Eagle Farm it's signposted from the road so you can't miss it Uh, it's in Ballina next weekend then in Coffs Harbour the following week it moves on to Newcastle on Friday 26th of September and it's there until mid-October and then it heads for Sydney it's there from the eighteenth of October until the fourth of December. So plenty of time to go and see it while it's there. Uh, you can find out more details on their website, uh, which is a special one for the tour. It's called YWAMShips.govundrays dot com dot AU. That's YWAMShips.govundrays, or one word.com. Dot au, And if you want to see pictures of some of the things we talked about, the bridge and the yellow suitcase and stuff like that, then that's on our website, which, of course, is Facebook.com slash Vision Radio. And huge thanks to Adele, who was behind the scenes organizing it all, and to Hannah and Jennifer, who made me very welcome and uh, showed me around. It was a, a fascinating afternoon. It was a real delight to go around, and it was lovely to meet the girls who are just so passionate about what they do and what they can do to help the people of PNG. You're listening to 2020.